Hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we are going to be speaking with Dr. Raphael Kelman on his book, The Microbiome Diet. And uh, Dr. Kelman should be joining us momentarily. A little bit about him. He is a holistic physician here in New York City. He's the graduate of Albert Einstein College of Medicine and pioneered groundbreaking new uh, a brand of medicine and healing, seamlessly integrating holistic and microbiome uh, diet and functional medicine together with his visionary understanding of the world and nature. The root of who we are and our connection then and that connection to health. He is the founder of what is now being called the microbiome medicine. <clears throat> Dr. Kelman is the best-selling author of most recent books, The Whole Brain and the Microbiome Diet, and is a frequent lecturer. He is the medical director of the Kelman Center in New York, and he has treated tens of thousands of patients using his microbiome-centered approach to medicine. So it is a real pleasure to have Dr. Kelman on the show today, and uh, he is not yet arrived, so I will just share with you a little bit more about Dr. Kelman's work because it is uh, groundbreaking, as I just said, and it is making a serious difference in the health of many people. Interestingly, that by, f by focusing on what is not human in the human body is what is having this kind of highly therapeutic effect. It's balancing uh, metabolism. It's causing tremendous amount of weight loss in people who had otherwise not been able to do so because their metabolism was adversely affected by the lack of proper gut bacteria or the imbalance of gut bacteria over time. So there have been chronic illnesses that have developed as a result. Dr. Kelman and many other people have been doing research into the importance of the microbiome, which outnumbers human cells by, well, at least 10 to 50. And uh, so it's just kind of uh, interesting and ironic that by treating something, as I was saying before, that's actually not human cells, but uh, is yet the major part of the human body, and in fact of all of nature for that matter, uh, that's where we will be getting the greatest benefit, the, the, the greatest health benefit. So, well, amusing, as is so much of the rest of life. So the kinds of results that have been uh, showing up as a result of this kind of dietary approach has been nothing short of remarkable, and people's lives have been changing across the board. I believe that uh, Dr. Raphael Kalman just joined me on the air. Is that correct, yes. Raphael? Is that you? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. We were, we, for having me. We're afraid we lost you there. All right. Oh. Good to hear your voice. It's been a while since we've spoken. Uh, yes. I did an interview. Uh, I did a, an introduction of you and your your good work, as well as 
uh, highlighted oh, the microbiome okay. work that you're doing and the book, The Microbiome Diet. So and, I and welcome you, brain. first of all, to the a better one. world. Yes, yes. The new one is what? The whole brain. Uh, the whole brain, yes. Yeah, for depression, anxiety, brain function, et cetera. Exactly, exactly. And we will touch upon those. And honestly, I think we're going to have you back to focus on that. I'm uh, No reason for you to necessarily remember since we met so many years ago, but I am a holistic psychotherapist and stress management yeah, no, consultant. So, of course I do. Oh, Raphael. <laughs> yeah, that's going back some years now, so I, I don't I want know, to date I us. Know, <laughs> Like Jack Benny, I feel like we're uh, you know still 39, but maybe repeating a little bit. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so I'm so glad to have you on the show. I've been thinking about your work, and uh, I've heard you on my my good friend Gary Knowles' show a number of times. And I said yeah, I must yeah. call Raphael, and I must have him on a Better World Radio. It's been uh, too long, and he's doing such good work over these years. I want to really Thank bring you. it to Thank the attention, absolutely, of our of our audience. So why don't we Thank just you. launch right in, and why don't you tell us about what you're doing at the Kelman Center using uh, with Focus. I made the point, I'll just tell you that, isn't it ironic, Raphael, that uh, by focusing on something that is not based on human cells, but bacteria, is the way to basically heal the human body. Absolutely. It just shows the interconnectedness of, of life, you know, and I think yeah. that's a, a profound, uh, uh, one of the incredible um, learnings that we're getting from the teachings from the microbiome, from bacteria that's emerging yes. today. Yes, yes, that's wonderful. Phenomenal. Why don't you uh, define the term, first of all, and then tell us, why it is in your understanding that its proper balance in the body uh, would be leading to the control of metabolic function, immune function, weight loss, uh, and the like? Well, you know, first we've got to backtrack a little bit. Let me, to know the context is so important to be able to understand why the term that I use, microbiome medicine, is so critical and why it really should be and and is becoming um, the really the foundation of all of health. So let let me present the context. So on Earth, right, there would be no life on Earth if it wasn't for bacteria, period. There would be no life on Earth because bacteria are responsible for the carbon cycle and the nitrogen cycle, meaning... Without bacteria, there would be no carbon and no nitrogen on Earth. If there's no carbon or nitrogen on Earth, there could be no plants. There could be no zebras. There could be no whales. Right. There could Truly be no, no life. Nothing. No life form. But no no the sentient only life. Have on Earth would be rocks. Just rocks. Now, <laughs> yeah. Additionally, and it, here's what it gets even more amazing. Without bacteria, there would be no rain. Because rain, in order to, for the clouds to precipitate uh, water, bacteria have to reach a certain threshold. Now, the next thing is bac- bacteria on Earth, right, in mass, 
is greater than all, the mass of all the fish in the sea and the animals on earth in mass. Mm-hmm. And yet we yes. can't see it. And I'm talking about whales, including whales, including hippopotamus and everything. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. mass, they're great, and we don't see a single one. And that gets yes. even more amazing, right? They found bacteria in places that they never would have expected any life could exist, down into the center of the earth, 400 degrees Fahrenheit. They found back to the, the bacteria exists on the on the uh, the floor of the ocean. In mass, bacteria are greater in mass than all the fish above. And his, the most amazing factor is this. They all work as one. They all work in, in a unified way with one agenda, and that is to be the reservoir of DNA, which I'll talk about in a second, and also to produce the foundations and the necessary ingredients for life to emerge. And they do this mm-hmm. all as one, meaning the bacteria. Where, where are you now? Where are you calling me from? Uh, downtown New, New York. York. Okay, the bacteria, well, let's take a more exotic place. We have a bacteria, lot of bacteria down here. <laughs> good one. The bacteria... Not, <laughs> yeah, very healthy uh, ones, have yeah. a, Right, do not have a different agenda than the bacteria in uh, New Jersey. They all have the, the same agenda, and, and that mm-hmm. is to, to, to be the foundation of life, for life. And um, that means they work as one whole. They, they, they work as one, which is amazing. It's, it's such an incredible message for us how when yes, they work as a unified yes, whole, look what happens. Right, as a unified field. Bacteria, if you take an individual bacteria by itself, it's nothing. It's nothing. But when they come together, they become as a collective. an organism. But they're a conscious yes. organism. They're, they're, yes. they're, they're, they're life itself. They're a living organism. They could, what's, what's a conscious organism? They respond to changes. They communicate. They initiate action. This is exactly what bacteria do. They doing. adapt. They to adapt. And, and, and what's even more amazing is that they mutate faster than you would expect mutations to occur just based on randomness which means mm-hmm. that they are they're doing something with, a, with a, an intent, with yes. a, a quote-unquote a consciousness. And by the way, yeah. this completely debunks, uh, not evolution, it debunks the idea that, uh, that evolution is random, that life is random. Yes. It debunks the concept of randomness in life, and, and this is what shatters the, uh, the 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 old way of thinking, uh, the old paradigm, just yeah. randomness, randomness, and they're still teaching this in universities because they don't know yes. about the microbiome, they don't know about bacteria, they don't know what they don't see, so they're still teaching to um, impressionable minds that we live in a world of randomness. That's not true. We now know the opposite, and it's all coming from this revolution of bacteria and what we're seeing now is that you know is that the the life is beginning to pulsate again and so this is now that we see this context we now can understand why the bacteria within us must be playing a profound role so of course 
it's it's playing a huge role in metabolism, a huge role in everything. And in fact, the this the bacteria in the, we we now know that bacteria are in us outnumber our own cells ten to one. But what's yeah. not as well known, although this is a phenomenon itself, is that in our in our cells itself, the the mitochondria, right? The mitochondria is where cell energy is produced. Mm-hmm. Mitochondria, believe it or not, is bacteria. Bacteria actually. All of all of mitochondria are bacteria. A bacteria, yeah, yeah. Isn't yep. that isn't that amazing? So that I means that the like, very you know, set, in a yeah. sense, the the life productivity of a cell is actually itself bacterial, not cellular. Exactly, exactly. In other words, they they are within our cell. They are the ones that are producing energy. Without energy production in the mitochondria, the cells right. don't live. The when ATP. Mitochondria, sure. When anyone thinks mitochondria, you have to think of the altruism of bacteria. If not, mm-hmm. you're not getting it. You're not getting it. You're not mm-hmm. getting it. Not you're not getting what you, you're not seeing what you could be able to see, but you well, you're raising physiology. Of, you're raising, I mean, you're, this is almost a theological discussion in many ways, you know. I mean, because you're raising this idea of the biological basis of altruism, which many of my friends and colleagues discuss as a truism, by the way, for on the human organism level. And now you're saying yeah. that there is, you could say, a fractal level of that reflected to us on the bacteria level. But, you know, from that point of view, Raphael, you could look at all of life as interconnected, of course, but also interdependent, and that we are all serving each other in one way or another, and we're all actually eating or being eaten to serve other levels of life. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's like I say, instead of the great chain of being, it's the great exchange of being. It's this constant uh, connectedness of of giving and receiving. Nice way of putting it. But, you know, what's amazing is that on the fundamental level of life on Earth, this theme of life is beginning to play out. We see the idea of, of interconnectedness, of of giving, of altruism, of the power of true interconnectedness. Now, true interconnectedness means uh, that, look, look at bacteria, uh, that most of what they're doing is not for their own uh, enjoyment, so to speak, or their own mm-hmm. to sustain themselves, although they have to sustain themselves if they're out, you know, for, for sure. But most of what they're doing is that they're using their benefits, their, their unique uh, attributes or pro- properties or whatever, to improve yes. the whole microbiome. That, that's, that's what's amazing. For example, every cell in the body, right? Let's say you have a cardiac cell. So a cardiac cell takes, um, takes the nutrients that it needs for itself, right, to survive and function and, yes. you know, have met- metabolism and detox. But most of what it's doing is actually uh, for the rest of the organism, right? It's spending most of its energy yes. and most of what it does, it's basically to support the rest of the, the body so that the heart, the right. heart can each, pump. So, right. Yeah. Each, in other words, so each uh, differentiated cell type is 
serving the whole of the human organism, in this case, the human body. Exactly. So a cardiac cell, yeah, it takes, it has to, it takes what it needs. It has to, it's to survive. And, and then most of its energy is spent on uh, doing its function of pumping blood so that it could be blood, uh, oxygen, and nutrients can be distributed to the rest of the body. That's its role. So most of what it's doing is giving, but it's receiving yes. what it needs to survive. So what is it? So what is the idea? What's the theme? It's receiving to give. And when, when, when it functions like that, it's no longer just a silly, uh, useless uh, uh, cardiac cell that has nothing, no conscious, nothing. It's, it, it, forget about yes. consciousness, nothing. But when yes. it's acting like this, in unison with all the other cells and organs, now it's part of a whole. Now it's part of a human being, and it yes. prefers to be like that. That that's the. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it's 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 this model of trying to understand bacteria. The, the theme started at the beginning. The theme of bacteria, which is the the sine qua non of life, is is expressed in bacteria. So look at look at this force and look what it created when they had that their state as a one organism was basically with the, as a the goal a concerted effort to be the base or the reservoir of life itself uh, and hold it, can I hold can I be on hold for one second is this being edited yes no okay thank you just. Go do what you need. I was going to. I was going to interject anyway. Based on the way you're speaking about this, I was going to say that uh, maybe we should rewrite the beginning of the Bible instead of uh, in the beginning (laughs) of the was the word. In the beginning was bacteria. (laughs) Well, you know, look. I tell you something. In the end, it it comes back. It 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 flows back to the same thing. You know, it's all an interconnected. System yes, and you know sure. like, what do we sure. know? Like what is bacteria? It's it's amazing that yeah, it's coming down. Uh, so I'm ready to come back. So it's it's really a fascinating uh, concept about the bacteria that they're the, the theme is something we could really uh, learn a lot from in terms of understanding our own physiology. And I think uh, physiology true. as well as maybe even psychology, frankly. But I'd like to ask oh, yeah. you, do you do you see that the role of bacteria is actually related to uh, fungus? Do you find fungus at the core of the earth in the same way you find bacteria? Yeah. And from that point of view, fungus has its own life purpose as well. I'm wondering yeah. if there are any parallels that you can draw, Dr. Kalman, between the life and function of bacteria with the life and function of fungus. Well, you know, look, it's, it's, but you call it fungus when you call it bacteria. In the end, I just look at, you know, at these fundamental uh, cells, you know, and, and there really is, you can't say that on a fundamental level, the, the all cells, the way they come from, are so much in common. So there's no doubt that... Uh, you're, you're, by the way, your voice quality just changed. Uh, maybe something with the uh, microphone of the phone or something. Oh, but how's it now? Is it better now? It stopped being, a, it stopped being as clear. 
How about now? Is it still not good? Um, it's okay. Please go on, and if it gets worse, I'll say so. Can I call you in five minutes? Okay? Uh, yeah, at the soonest, at the soonest, and I'll fill in in the meantime. Okay, sure. A little medical emergency at Dr. Kelman's home, I believe it is. Anyhow, uh, but it's fascinating. I'll just share with you, Mitchell Rabin of A Better World Radio, what Dr. Kelman is sharing with us. So he is very much laying out the groundwork, the context in which bacteria interface with our human life but he's gone further to take a look at how bacteria functions for all of life and it's so important actually to understand what he's saying from not just a let's say clinical point of view because we actually haven't gotten into that yet and we will look at the way uh, the balance in the in the gut the bacteria in the gut, that is what the microbiome is. It's actually the not just the gut. That is, of course, the location of most of what we call our immune system. Uh, so, But this is systemic. But nonetheless, uh, he's making a point about how the bacteria has its relationship with us, and there's an implication, interestingly, of how that behavior may also have to do with us in service to something greater than us. That's why I said this is a bit of a theological discussion, but we will bring it back into the clinical realm shortly when Dr. Cummins arrives, uh, returns. And it sounds like you're there, Raphael. I think you have the wrong number. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So sorry. I think you were just a caller uh, a listener calling in. Thank you. We'll be back with Dr. Cummins shortly. So, uh, that's funny how things are getting funny today. Not usual here at A Better World. Well, we like to think of them as funny, but not uh, unique as this. But anyway, to return to the discussion, the foundational point that is been made so far by Dr. Gelman, which he will elaborate upon, of course, when he returns momentarily, is that when bacteria in our body are not in balance, that is what leads to uh, metabolic dysfunction, aberration, and the host of diseases that follows therefrom. Interestingly, his second book, which we will be uh, having him on again to go into greater depth in, as I mentioned earlier, the whole brain. And again, this is fully premised on the health of our bacteria, our healthy um, colonic uh, flora and fauna. So we've been misled to be thinking that uh, bacteria is somehow bad. So we have antibacterial soaps and the like. We have antibiotics. Well, it's true that there are certain strains of bacteria that are extremely deleterious to life. There are specific other strains, though, that are extremely supportive of and nourishing of life. In fact, so nourishing, without which, as Dr. Cummins had said uh, earlier, we would not even have life. So it really does help to delineate this fascinating
leadership we have in our entire larger ecosystem, both our internal ecosystem as well as external. And they're not really separate. They may appear as separate because we talk about something as internal. But in fact, in Chinese medicine, we look at the lungs and we breathe. We're interacting with the external and the internal constantly, and you'll be hard put to find where one begins and one ends, especially in with the lungs. But in fact, if you look at the whole human organism, our skin is breathing constantly. So there's this relationship of, let's just say, relatively internal and relatively external but all of it is really sort of one. So when Dr. Cummin, I think, as I said, he's having a little bit of a, a family emergency. I hope it's not a medical emergency in his home where he was uh, calling from for this morning's interview. And, of course, we're also uh, airing this at a time that we don't usually. We're usually on Wednesdays at 6 p.m., but uh, based on uh, – you know, needing to schedule with my guests sometimes, we vary that either on their side or mine. So uh, he will be back with us shortly. And let me also take a moment to remind you all that A Better World TV is aired every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So from wherever you may be, you can tune in through our website, abetterworld.tv at 7 p.m. when it's webcast. Or if you are in Manhattan, in New York City, you can just turn on the TV and watch us there. And I interview the sung and the unsung heroes of society, some of whom are in the holistic health field or scientists studying the environment or on the subject we refer to as spirituality, studies of consciousness. We're always actually interested in bringing the science of spirituality, if you will, which the ancient yogis have been calling it all along, the science and art of yoga, as an example. And, you know, today our language is scientific and poetic, of course, but the scientific is what gives us a form of understanding that is very resonant with our culture and the way we've been raised and programmed in many ways in our society. So I think it's extremely important to bring that level to bear, along with interesting philosophical, ontological perspectives. So it's a a rich tapestry here at A Better World. Well, I hope we haven't lost Dr. Cullman for long, or much longer, I should say. But I I will say, uh, before he does get back, that there is a reorientation taking place in the medical world. First of all, uh, modern medicine, which has long rebuffed the role of the mind in the health of the human body, which is utterly patently absurd, by the way, and there's no science behind that at all. Talk about the importance of science. There's just a series of varying belief systems, and it has done tremendous damage to uh, people's health over the course of the last century plus who subscribe to that medical idea, which is just, as I said, patently absurd. You All you have to do is have a thought of 
a beautiful beach and we can literally measure the change in brainwave activity or in uh, pulse rate. It's so obvious that what's going on in our mind is constantly affecting the health and the well-being of our body and larger emotional conflicts even lead to more of a profound effect. So more on that later because it looks like Dr. Kelman has returned to our airwaves. Raphael, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I was just summing up some of the points you were making and adding a few more. So why don't we pick up, you've made a very fine uh, ground, uh, you've laid the groundwork for our understanding the inherent intrinsic importance of bacteria in all life, let alone human life. How do you see that having the effect it does on such things that are so important to so many people, like okay. metabolism, like uh, like psychological health. Please go on. So look, so now that we know that bacteria are most of our cells, right, and we now know that the microbiome, all the incredible bacteria within our intestines, our gut, um, and they outnumber our own cells, and they're, they're they're our greatest ally. And that, and that within within our cells, within our cells, the mitochondria are the actual bacteria. So now we can understand that bacterial health is critical for metabolism. It's critical for for everything. So critical for every aspect of our physiology. So. <clears throat> Metabolism, metabolism is multifactorial. There are many things we need to discuss in order to know about metabolism. But let's focus on the mitochondria for a second. So the yes. mitochondria is found in every cell of the body. The mitochondria are these little organelles, like little cells within cells. And there are mm-hmm. so many of them within our cells. And they're constantly replicating as if it's a cell by itself. And but now we can understand why it's constantly replicating because it's bacteria. So, yes. And they're producing energy. So the breakdown products of foods um, uh, come into the cell, then they enter into the mitochondria, and through a series of biochemical reactions, the energy from the food is then extracted and put into energy um, biological, utilizable, utilizable energy called ATP. Now the cells, the organs, uh, the brain has the ability to produce energy, so it could do its daily function. So it could metabol, it could uh, metabolize uh, compounds and detoxify compounds. And now with the energy, it could take nutrients in the cell, export nutrients outside of the cell, involved in. Uh, uh, antioxidants to uh, to bind and to eliminate unstable compounds and to keep and maintain the integrity and the health of every cell. That's why we need energy. That's why we need yeah. the mitochondria, a healthy mitochondria, and that's why we need bacteria. And that's why we need bacteria to be healthy. So, and, yeah. and, and the way we improve the microbiome is the way we improve mitochondria to a great degree. Um, of course, we have to add a few things to that. And that's also the way we improve metabolism. So it's, it's really like it, it needs to be a subject in itself 
metabolism, yes. bacteria, and metabolism, exactly the point that you're bringing up. And uh, so, of course, it's fundamental. Bacteria is fundamental in order to understand metabolism and in order to understand why our metabolism may be slow. And that's why some people feel that their metabolism is slow and they can't lose weight or they keep on gaining weight or they feel foggy or they just feel yeah. like they don't feel right. And then many, many, many other issues and symptoms. And, of course, all disease is ultimately, to a great degree, uh, rooted in the, the dysfunction of mitochondria, which means, again, yes. bacteria is not healthy. It's something that we need to do something to improve the overall state of the bacterial health within, within us. So that begs the question, of course, what do we do in order to uh, balance out? Because uh, we are very much talking about balance, but we also have to be speaking about um, different types of strains of bacteria, some of which are life-supporting and some of which are life-negating. And so, you know, we all know that fermented foods, for instance, different types of foods from, you know, sauerkraut and kimchi and the like are uh, have a bacterial, you know, because of the fermentation, they have a specific kind that is life-supporting, which is why they're part of our, our culinary life, our diet. But what, when you work with somebody, are you having to select specific strains uh, in probiotics, for instance, to support life, or how do, you, how do you manage that? That's a very good question. I mean, you made many, many points, so let me try to address a few of them. First of yeah, all, please. it's important to understand that there's really no such thing as good and bad bacteria. It's really all about the context. In other words, it's, it's how the bacteria yes. are working together. So I'll give you an example. Um, staph, when we think of uh, staph aureus, right, it, it, it mm -hmm. seems like, wow, that's a, that's a bad infection, right, staph aureus. Oh, you've got to use an antibiotic to kill it, right? But here's what's yes. interesting is that in a, in a healthy microbiome, in most microbiomes, staph is found in a healthy microbiome. And in fact, mm. not only are they not causing harm, they're actually helping it be, uh, be healthy. It's improving its function. It actually is contributing to the health of the microbiome. So what does this mean? It's all about the context. The, it, it, it depends on how these bacteria are working together and do they yes, find okay. a way where they're using each bacteria, each strain, each species, et cetera, or working together so that the, the properties of each particular bacteria and strain is used in the right way so that they will enhance each other's function. Now, that's what a healthy microbiome is all about. So therefore, in microbiome medicine, you know, the way that I use to, call, to, to describe this, in, this complex field is all about this, is that it's, the, it's like a fundamental premise is there's no good or bad bacteria. It, it, it's really all about the whole, it's all about the context. That being said... Is it really about, it's is, about the context, but is it also about the proportion? Oh, absolutely. In other words, each species, for each particular microbiome, now they're not, we're not, not every microbiome is the same. We all have different healthy, there's many healthy microbiomes, um, there's many uh, unhealthy microbiomes, or less healthy. But usually, a particular species of strain should be in a certain percentage or proportion. Um, yes. This is you know, a very, very general, um, I 
ideas. Of course, it's much more complex than that. But let's just, for argument's sake, let's sure. say species A in, in, in one's, when one's microbiome is healthy should be 10%. Species B should be 40%. But yeah. then in an unhealthy state, it might go to 34%. And then all of sure. a sudden, the balance become, is, is tipping. And then you start seeing um, markers of inflammation. You start seeing other properties that are now showing um, dysfunction in the body and inflammation. And even the early markers uh, for disease itself. So that's the way we need to look at it. So, <clears throat> therefore, is staff bad? Well, depends on the context. Is it good? Depends on the context. Therefore, we have to just look at it as, Good and bad is not the terminology that you should be using. No, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that that's is, a fine elevation of my understanding, and I very much appreciate yeah, yeah, it because yeah. everything that you're saying about the human relationship to the microbiome is actually a fractal relationship to everything else in our lives. And from that point Absolutely. of view, there's no good and bad. I mean, you know, if you would let right. me take that flight of fantasy, you know, and it, it, I believe that it's actually true. Yeah, but, but, but what's amazing is that it all could become good. Good, you know, yes. what we mean by good. Good is when, uh, good is the bacteria on earth that represents the state of incredible um, unity and interconnectedness that, that's just more inspiring. That's good. When the coral reef uh, turns gray, that's bad. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's, it's, I think that's it. And, and, and unfortunately, there is a relativity to it. There's a relativity, yeah, of course. And, and Absolutely. Medicine is still using the word good and bad, bacteria, good, bad. It's wrong. It's outdated. Anyway, so that's, that's number one. So we look to um, understand uh, how to restore you know, this ecological balance. So yes. you're totally right. You have to use specific strains, specific types of bacteria. They're not all the same. You can't just say, well, let's just get probiotics. Well, which type? There are many different types of bacteria. There's many different species. Some bacteria, some probiotics are good for this type of problem, for cancer. Some are good for autoimmune diseases. Some are good for gastrointestinal okay. disorders. So disorder. when you work with people, so when you work with people who come to you for you know, uh, weight loss or, let's say, different types of um, metabolic problems. Are you analyzing them in a particular way with blood tests or the like that will give you an insight as to what uh, their microbiome individually, bio-individually, should uh, consist of? So you could be specifically helping them their way? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Exactly okay. what you're saying is a, a chapter in the in microbi- the book of microbiome medicine, 100%. Yes. You, you have to first, you know, look at the microbiome. But how are we going to see if someone has a healthy microbiome? Mm-hmm. You know, one is you have to see how the body's responding. What, number one is what, what someone's reporting to you. How are they feeling? What's the, what are they saying? Yes. Right? That's number one. Yeah. That will come. Do they have brain fog? Or do they have depression? Do they have anxiety? Do they have colitis? 
if they have cancer, or they have difficulty losing weight, they can't lose weight. Yeah. Right? Yes. You tell that amazing story at the beginning of your book, by the way. I think his name is Tom, and how he went through so many uh, diets and and, uh, exercise regimens and the like. And it wasn't until he was actually on the hospital in the hospital on his bed that you kind of put together. Maybe share a little bit of that story or any other one that you feel is relevant. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned. This guy, Tom, actually, I just saw him last week back in the office. I'll tell you about him in a second. But anyway, sure. so absolutely, you know, you got you to first talk to the person, right? How they're doing, right? Yeah. Number one. Sure. Number two, then you do testing, blood testing, to look for different markers, biochemicals that may show us is the immune system in a state of inflammation. So, for example, there's one marker people are familiar with. Some people, you know, doctors are CRP. The market transformation, people know a little bit about it in relationship to heart disease and maybe other uh, inflammatory disorders. That's one marker. Is the CRP high? Well, if it's high, it means the immune system is overly active. But that's just yeah. one. There's so many others there's, which are not typically done in the medical office, but it's part of microbiomedicine. Yeah. TNF alpha, T capital F. Dash alpha into lupin six, uh, capital I, capital L, dash six, um, many, many things. You know, we could look at like mm-hmm. polysaccharide, LPA, this, different, and then there are different um, byproducts of bacteria that you could also measure, for example, butyrate levels, and, 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 the, and the list goes on. There are many that you could check mm-hmm. in the stool, you could check in the, in the blood, in the urine. And there's different companies yes. you work with. There's some that you could just get now. You work with the white lab. Um, you could then look at the footprint of the microbiome. Okay? Sure. The next level sure. is then you want to look at, well, what is the um, other labs? Like, for example, hormonal phase. So let's talk about thyroid. That's it. Big, big point. I can tell point. you that when the, the microbiome is not healthy, the thyroid is not healthy. So you have to do very um, extensive and very intricate thyroid testing, and it's not enough just to do the typical tests that are out there because the patients, some, they will, so many know already that they're getting more educated that they do two tests that it's not cutting it. So it's, it's you know, TSA level, T4, T3, total C4, total C3, free C4, free C3, reverse C3, thyroid antibodies. But the most important test is the test that I do called the TRH stimulation test. If people can look read about it on my website, it's, it's a game changer because, first of all, it shows us that what you see in the blood may not mean anything. When you do the stimulation, then you, something that, you see something in the blood that you wouldn't have seen before. There's another condition that I'm seeing when people have microbiome issues and other chronic health issues, the whole axis from the hypothalamus in the brain to the pituitary in the brain to the thyroid is all in a down-regulated state. And mm-hmm. the routine test will never pick it up. I could tell you, and I know, you're, you know psychology is your foundation. I could tell mm-hmm. you there's so many people out there who are suffering from if you have chronic anxiety and 
chronic depression, chronic, mm-hmm. the odds are, the chances are so high that this whole system is going to be down-regulated and you're not going to see it on routine tests. You, you, you're yes. only going to be able to see this when you do this TRH stimulation test because on routine labs, the TSH could be as low as 0.6, 0.7. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm putting things out there that just so that when other holistic doctors hear this, they'll know what I'm talking about. But for the people listening, just don't yes. rely on the routine test. And also to understand that this is an entity that's not yet out there. I mean, it's in deep in the medical literature. Um, and the same thing with the microbiome. When that's unhealthy, it also could set the stage of this, but the, the type, the name of this issue is non-thyroidal illness syndrome, N-T-I-S. That's a whole other conversation. I want to put it mm-hmm. out here so to be disseminated. Yes. That's yes. another way. And I can tell you, I see this. I mean, this is what I do. People come to me from all over the world because they can't get an explanation. And you know what they have? They have chronic brain issues, anxiety, depression, cognitive issues, this, that. And they, they, they feel like they're losing their mind. And they go to a psychiatrist. They can't help them. They go to a neurologist, they can't help them. They go to a gastroenterologist, they just say, well, you, you know, you need, you need to shrink. You, you see what I'm yeah, right. And they now, bounce between now, the various like, specialties, but what's not going on is the proper serotonin exactly. release in the gut. Yeah. Exactly. So this is another way of seeing problems in the microbiome. Then you also have different stool tests that could show us the different types of bacteria. And then yes. the final level is companies like Dubiome, which wraps out the whole shebang. But this is the way it should be done in this order. Mm-hmm. Not just, we just look, I love Dubiome. They're the best. I'm on their board. They're amazing. But believe it or not, uh-huh. that's not the first test you do. <laughs> you do it, but it's, it's that either you want to call it the pinnacle or the bottom. But it's not the first uh, test. What, what, what test is that? I'm sorry? It's you biome where they, they map out your entire, you know, they, they, they map out all the bacteria they pick up in the, in the stool. Oh, that's so um, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty much, so that's the answer to the question. And then once you know this, then the next chapter is, well, how do you treat it? You know, how do you treat with so many, many levels, so many levels? I mean, yes. it's really, you know, hours of discussion, but I talk about it. It truly is. And, 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 but and the let's, on the, microbiome on the practical side, because you, your your knowledge is so deep and extensive, and it's so appreciative. But in our last minutes, because at this point we've uh, uh, kind of yeah. started to run out here, but I would like to ask you, for the sake of our audience, uh, what are some practical measures that people, short of actually going to a doctor, and if they're going to go to a doctor, I think they should give you a call, but... Uh, if they wanted to start in on a microbiome approach to their diet having to do with metabolic issues, with immune function, with, uh, with uh, weight loss, for instance, with aging, what would you say? What would, are some of the key constituents of what they should uh, in, increase in their diet and what should they eliminate? Yeah, these are really you know, great questions, and I think... Um you know, it requires uh, 10 more conversations. But let, let me try to summarize. Yes, it. well, we will do that. We will have you on again, <laughs> for sure, which I yeah, had in mind. Great. Okay, so first of all, number one, 
appreciate bacteria. Understand that this is a whole new chapter, okay? And once you know yeah. that, um, that, that now already yeah, they're, they're going to be a, a profound ally for you. And then that's going to be the foundation of the way you're going to help yourself. Um, and you're going to realize, you know, you have more knowledge and information than the doctors you're going to see. So don't get discouraged if they tell you everything's okay. Uh, believe yeah. in yourself and how you're feeling that they're not okay. You're okay. Yes. But you need to really become okay. That's number one, okay? And then yeah. realize that the, everything you do to improve wellness of the bacteria, of the ecology within us, Right, everything you do mm-hmm. is going to slowly help you heal, step by step. Even if you don't feel it, it's it's working. So step yes. one, so just see, you go to the store and you buy a radish, one radish, and for the next two days you just <laughs> eat the radish. Continue everything else, and then you go back to the store and you buy some jicama, and eat jicama a little bit for the next two days. Then you go yes. back to the store and you buy some fermented. Kimchi, sauerkraut, fermented, mm-hmm. a little bit of kimchi, and just have two tablespoons. That's it, okay? Don't do anything else. And then eat slowly. That's another thing. And then the next thing, go uh-huh. buy the book. <laughs> or, 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 <laughs> Maybe that whatever. should be first. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, or read something online um, about, you know, the, 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 the microbiome. Read, you know, the whole brain um, the, that I wrote, the microbiome solutions. Um, uh, but, but understand that it's not just about depression and anxiety. It's about everything. Read about, you know, read the first book, the, the microbiome diet, and then you, you start, you'll see it's going to start working for you. Read, read the reviews on Amazon. It's very interesting. On my book, The Microbiome Diet, I didn't treat these people, but listen to what they're reporting. They started doing this for a week, and now all of a sudden, they no longer crave and over healthy food. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then they say, wow. I didn't even try to lose weight. I was doing it because, you know, my gut was bothering me. And then I was losing weight. And then they say, this is getting better. Even things that they weren't intending. So what's fascinating is, for a relatively short period of time, I no longer craving those foods that were so-called causing them, that were unhealthy or causing them to pain mm-hmm. It's The microbiome diet is the activist diet. Lying, working with the power of bacteria to use to improve your metabolism. Phenomenal. So, that, so that's already stage one, right? So, so are, does one need to eliminate? Uh, I think I remember seeing in your book the elimination of gluten, for instance. Or is there? Does it require the elimination of sugar? Of course, jicama is a form of sugar. So well, I'm a little puzzled. Again, it's, it's the whole story. It offers so much. Yes. Remember, it's it, it, it's. The, the compounds in there are so favorable, are so loved by the bacteria. It, even the little bit of sugar or whatever, in there, you know, it's not really the sugar, sugar. It all ends up being incredibly beneficial because of all the incredible um, compounds in jicama that improves the microbiome, and then metabolism improves, and then inflammation improves. Let the bacteria do the job for us. You know, they they know what to do. Uh-huh. So. You see, so you start, what happens is, is that you no longer really want those unhealthy foods. So I don't tell people to stop this or stop that. I tell them to add these things 
to read the microbiome diet, to read the whole thing. Oh, oh that's an interesting and approach, yes. The bacteria will be the, the, you know, the eagle that will take you to the leader. Yes, I <laughs> see. Right. So you're not, it's not avoiding some, you're just adding others, and the bacteria themselves and their inherent intelligence will guide food choices therefrom. You got it. You got it. All right. Right. You should have I want to tell you another thing is the proton pump inhibitors like Prilosec or Protonic, a lot of people will put on it, you know, like for a month. But then they would never take it off it. They were on it like eight months later, a year later. That is a great demon. The, yes. much, I, I want to say, I'm not telling anyone to stop them. But remember this, that antibiotics is a really uh, devastating for the microbiome. Mm-hmm. That, I guess that doesn't mean you should never take antibiotics, but sure. very cautious. And also remember that most of the antibiotics that we consume comes from poultry. So let's put that aside for a second. Mm-hmm. But the, the, mm-hmm. the biggest demon that I'm finding is these proton pump inhibitors. Now, sometimes you need yes. it for sure. But if you're yes. on it for already four months and you're feeling fine and you have no idea why the doctor didn't stop it, you really got to go back to the doctor and, and yes. be very cautious. And, and, and remember that they, they really cause problems to the microbiome. So um, that's another thing I'm telling people. Um, very popular. Well, and then that could make a big difference. And then um, here's another thing that's so important. Is, and I write about this in the whole brain. Is adverse, mm-hmm. childhood, adverse childhood experiences. This is right up your alley. Um, mm-hmm. Any of the types of emotional trauma that we human beings experience how much it's affected our microbiome. But mm-hmm. we, we have, we have, we could heal this. And I urge people to read about this in my book about adverse childhood experiences. You know, yes. Which unfortunately is a yes. is a plague. It's a it's a yes. horrific, heart wrenching plague that is just not yet out there. We just don't yes. see it. We don't have to realize yes. it. We don't appreciate it. We don't realize what it's doing to human health. On yes. everyone, not just psychological health, but physical diseases. Um, and mm-hmm. that is what really affects our microbiome. And to realize that this answers, we could do something about it by healing the microbiome. Believe it or not, you also begin to heal past adverse health experiences. But also, I have, a, I have an approach to, to um, psychologically, emotionally, uh, existentially heal mm-hmm. adverse childhood experiences through this like, concept called will therapy. And it's in the book. And it's, it just will heal the microbiome. Yes. This is fantastic. I mean, basically, that it's like laying a new ground for the entire approach to human health on every level, psychological, physical, needless to say, and emotional. And um, I really want to pick this up with you again, Raphael. Um, we need to get you a better um, phone connection because it's, a, it's very raspy, and we're not getting all the good that you're bringing forward here. So 
Um, I'm going to contact your office soon, and we'll have you back, and we'll explore. Is this going to be able to – so what do you, you edit this, and then it goes live? How does it work? Uh, well, it 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 goes live now, and then it will get placed into our usual time. If you remember, uh, you had a medical emergency on Wednesday when we were originally scheduled. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're going to be putting it back in so that the regular listeners at that time slot can get the benefit. And then it's going to be uh, sent to you and to our archives. But I think we're going to have to do some editing on this because the uh, the phone connection was a little raspy. So this wasn't Excuse me? Live, right? This, this wasn't live, was it? Yes, it was live. Oh, this was live. So you think it did it come out okay? The first thing was live? Did it come out okay? Yes, it'll, it'll be, it's raspy, but because this is not our usual slot, uh, we're going to have many fewer listeners. But uh, uh-huh. I'm going to edit it before I put it back out. Okay, how many people usually listen to your to your shows? Well, we're not going to talk about this now because we're still on the air. But oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we're on yes, the air? We're still oh, on the air. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh you're fun. You're fun. But we're going to have you it's back great. on. So, okay. <laughs> surprise, it's like candid camera, you know, a candid camera, you're on the air. <laughs> it's a good thing that over here in a better world, we believe humor is the great healer. So. <laughs> I thought I was just talking to you. Oh, yeah, you're talking to me and our audience, absolutely. <laughs> no problem. Right, no problem. Oh, well, please do. You can still can. We have one, uh, 30 more seconds. Give your, give your, uh, give your, give your website and give your uh, phone number, if you would, so people can follow up. Of course. So it's TelmanCenter.com, uh, K-E-L-L-M-A-N, Center.com. Uh, our phone number uh, in New York City is uh, 212-717. One 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 eight. Again, it's two one two seven one seven one 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 eight. And the book is the Wonderful. whole thing. Uh, the microbiome solution for uh, helping depression and anxiety. This is wonderful. Wonderful. Raphael Kelvin, wonderful to have you, my friend. And I will be contacting you soon. This is very, very important material, and we really want to get more of it out. And I have a whole lot more questions for you. Thank you so much. I love what you do. Oh, my pleasure. I will talk with you very soon. Thank you so much for your input. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. That's Dr. Raphael Kelman. What a gentleman. And he has done so much groundbreaking work and breaking through the barriers that are found in conventional medicine. I mean, he has been doing that for a long time as a holistic physician. All holistic physicians are doing that to one extent or another, of course. And he's gone another distance where uh, he is really looking at how, how bacteria are actually the thing to address human health, human cellular health. And as I was saying at the uh, earliest part of the show, isn't there a funny irony here that in order to get human health, you want to look at something that's not human? (laughs) So, well, well, well. 
I want to just thank you all for listening. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. You can reach us at uh, 212-420-0800. That's 212-420-0800. Or write to me with your comments. I always love hearing from you as well as your recommendations at mjr at abetterworld.net. That's mjr at abetterworld.net. I was having some trouble hearing uh, Dr. Kelman because uh, the phone connection was not a good one uh, toward the second part of the show, and I will seek to correct that with editing and also simply by having him back on. So thanks again for joining, and I remember that we have a series of different health and healing services, energy balancing services and the like right here at A Better World with my work with uh, clients on biofeedback, counseling, coaching, and stress management, and contact us at those same numbers and email address for more on that. Thanks again for joining, and I look forward to seeing you all next week.